0: So I'm indebted to N.T. and his book called Simply Good News for the things I'm going to share with you this morning about the Lord's Prayer. I've entitled it, What We've Had Wrong About the Lord's Prayer. There's two keys to understanding the gospel. Number one, the message of the gospel is that Jesus came to us. Jesus received me. Not the other way around. I've always been taught that it was essential that I receive him. Now, don't misunderstand me. I believe that having a relationship with Jesus Christ is something that each individual needs to personally involve themselves with through faith and receive into their life their heart and believe personally believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and that there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus it's just that growing up what I was taught was to reach for a distant God to change my life so that a distant God would eventually embrace me and accept me and receive me and what I found out that the good news of the New Testament is that Jesus has received me in fact that God is not a distant God he's not an angry God God came to me climbed into the middle of my life my messes and received me right into the Trinity of God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit in fact number two this is a second key to understanding the gospel Jesus came to introduce and demonstrate Jesus came to introduce and demonstrate the kingdom of God he was always talking about the kingdom the things of the kingdom the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of God in fact Matthew's gospel chapter 4 and verse 17 he said repent he would say quote the kingdom of heaven is arriving Jesus not only preached about a coming kingdom he preached that the kingdom was arriving right then during his life, during his ministry. It wasn't something we were going to have to believe eventually would happen, or, as most of us have been taught, that the kingdom of God is something that happens after life on this earth. You know what I mean, going to heaven. Then all of us will enjoy the kingdom of God. No, Jesus introduced the kingdom of God to us now, here on earth. And he demonstrated it and he said this is what the kingdom is and this is how it operates watch me this is the kingdom I'm expressing the kingdom and you too share in the kingdom you too are part of this kingdom you too in fact he said you will go and do greater works than I have done because I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you You see our calling is not simply to believe the good news it's to become good news people And how do you become a good news person? How do you become a kingdom minded person? How do you become a person who's living in the kingdom and expressing God's love and God's kingdom and God's rule every day? It begins with prayer. And Jesus gave us a model prayer by which we could not only be introduced to the kingdom of God, but demonstrate the kingdom of God in our daily lives here's the problem with the Lord's Prayer as we've practiced it and as we know it for many the Lord's Prayer is about getting closer to God asking His help in doing good and hoping that He hears us New Testament Kingdom prayer is about bringing heaven to earth as a son of God and understanding our redeemed privileges of who we are in Jesus Christ that's that's different completely different than the way that I learned to pray completely different from the way that I have viewed the Lord's prayer imagine for a moment receiving an invitation perhaps in the mail very formal very high-quality paper very rich Professionally imprinted. In fact, it even has a seal stamped on it that's testimony to the fact that it's never been opened by anybody else and that it's come from royalty. Imagine receiving such an invitation, opening it, and realizing you've been invited to an incredible mansion where this royalty (laughs) is living, expressing himself where everybody that's there is enjoying themselves living in health, living in freedom, living in joy and peace and everybody that comes has just an incredible experience with this royalty, this, this king imagine receiving an invitation to such a place, such a mansion have you pictured it? We have a problem in responding to that invitation or praying that invitation. Our perspective of good news and how we would fashion a prayer based on what we think is good news is quite different than the model prayer that Jesus gave us. And so we get the invitation to come to this royal banquet. We get the invitation to come to this incredible mansion where life is only as you might dream. And then we make things up. and we begin to pray about this invitation and we begin to pray about this king and we begin to pray about this relationship and our desire to respond to the invitation and if I were to take the Lord's Prayer as an example and pray it or rewrite it as I was raised, as, as I was nurtured in biblical thought to think about the good news Uh, It might sound something like this, Oh God, please forgive my sins and take me to heaven forever. And by the way, help me to stop sinning now. Oh God, thank you for showing me how to live. Please help me do it. Oh God, please give me enough food so that I can at least feed my family. Oh God, please bring justice into our world, which needs it so badly. And oh God, please heal Annie and Ben and Carolyn and David and Eleanor and Frank and etc. Sound familiar? Here's the Lord's Prayer so this is how you should pray verse 9 of Matthew chapter 7 and by the way if you're in your Bible app it took you to chapter 7 you want to be in chapter 6 my apologies so in your Bible app there you'll have a means of navigating use your navigational tools in your Bible app to just go back a chapter it's chapter 6 of Matthew not 7 and we begin in verse 9 here's the Lord's Prayer the way he said it so this is how you should pray Jesus said our Father in heaven may your name be honored may your kingdom come may your will be done as it is in heaven so on earth give us this day our daily bread here and now or give us today the bread that we need now and forgive us of the things that we owe as we too have forgiven what was owed to us don't bring us into the great trial but rescue us from evil the last part of that that you see in most of your translations was added by Christians later it ends in the way that I ended it Jesus's words end with verse 13 don't bring us into the great trial but rescue us from evil there is nothing following that in the original text let's take our metaphor now we're in our car we're responding to the invitation we're driving to this incredible mansion we're a little lost, not sure just how to get there and so finding our way and picking our way through uh, the land and the roads that are there we wind up parking in the back getting out of our car and going up to what we're not sure but it's a door and we realize we walk in the door and we've come in the back door of the mansion in fact we've come into the back area where some food is being prepared and there's trash bins now the guest, or the excuse me, the host his invitation was to come to the front door and that's where he would have liked to have met us but He's happy we're just there. (laughs) Okay, back door, front door. He's just happy we're here. Okay, we're in the back door. And so we start making our way through the trash cans. And again, there's tables where some food's being prepared. And guess what? We're in the Lord's Prayer. But you know what we're doing with it? We're praying it backwards. Because this is how most people pray the Lord's Prayer. They don't pray it in the way that Jesus gave it and the way that I just read it but they prayed in the manner of which I just suggested it might sound like if I were to rewrite it in the way that I'm used to praying. It's like responding to the invitation of royalty, but coming in the back door first. Royalty is glad you're there. Thank God at least you're there. You're on site. But I would that you have come in the front door. Okay, well, let's work our way now through the back door, the back kitchen area where the food is being Prepared. what would that sound like in prayer help <laughs> that's the first one help don't bring us to trial but rescue us for you see what I'm doing let's work our way from the back of the prayer of the Lord's prayer back up through and see if this isn't exactly like our metaphor of coming to the mansion in the back door he's glad we're there but we've got the order wrong we're crying help <laughs> don't bring us into trial, but rescue us from evil. Well, how many of you know there's a lot of bad stuff going on? There's bad stuff going on at our job. There's bad stuff going on in relationships. There's bad stuff happening in the world around us, in our communities. There's bad stuff. what are we saying about that? When we pray, we say, God, please rescue me. Get me out of this. And at that point, the good news, if translated, simply sounds like this. Get me out of this mess. Lord, if if you'll just get me out of this mess that I'm at at work, I'll I'll serve you. Lord, if you'll just get me out of this relational mess that I'm in, I'll I'll be faithful. I'll pray more. I'll read the Bible more. How many of you have been there? Help! And a little more mature version of help is, Lord, why are you doing this to me? why do I have to face this this is very stressful I don't get it I don't understand you see what we're doing we've come in the back door and we're praying the Lord's Prayer backwards help and to us the good news at this point simply looks like I want this stress to stop take me out of this situation Lord I don't know about you but that has often been my prayer life That's where I start <laughs> Help! Rescue me! Get me out of this stress Alright, you're looking at the Lord's Prayer What's the next one? So we step out of that main kitchen area And we get into the larger kitchen area Where more food is being prepared It's cleaner, there's not a bunch of trash cans We've moved a little bit but no we're nowhere close to the entrance forgive us Lord forgive me of the things that I owe as I have forgiven others of what they've owed to me now many think that this is the good news God dealt with our sin and so now I can be forgiven this this is good news and indeed forgive us is part of the good news But it's not the whole good news. In fact, it's not even the first half of the Lord's Prayer. It's a key part, but it's not the whole thing. In fact, it's not even the main thing in the Lord's Prayer. But to us, we have made forgiveness the good news. And it's never been the good news. It's a room in the house, but we're still making our way from the back kitchen area we haven't even gotten to the entrance hall yet but we've prayed help we've prayed forgive us what's next in the prayer? daily bread give us Lord today the bread we need now this is the dining room so we've come out of the kitchen we've walked by the preparation area now we're in the dining room boy what a spread in this incredible mansion that we've been invited to and looking around at that spread we know that it is an abundant life it's rich and there's nothing wrong with praying this way there's nothing wrong with praying for help there's nothing wrong with praying about forgiveness there's nothing wrong with asking for your needs to be met all of those things are important how many of you know children ask parents for what they need And it's a parent's obligation and joy, actually, to give to their children, isn't it? It is a true need. But it's not where we were supposed to have started. And again, we haven't even made our way past the halfway point. And what have we done? We've prayed help. We've prayed forgiveness. We've prayed provision. And yet we didn't even enter the front door. Jesus said, a man shall not live by bread alone, help me complete it, but by every word from the mouth of God. How many of you have come to realize God speaks to us daily? And he doesn't just speak to us about his desire to rescue or to provide or to forgive. He's got more than that. But for how many of us have our prayers been based on those three things? Lord help! Forgive! I need! Not bad prayers. And the Father is happy to answer them. Your host invited you to a spread royalty has invited you to experience life in the mansion which is full of forgiveness and love and provision and help and rescue but it's backwards you came in the back door you see the great truths of Jesus that he was teaching were really more about other centered love the love of the Trinity and how God was coming to earth to restore and rescue it and put it back in order than anything else oh he taught about forgiveness he taught about provision he told us he would help us but the great truths that Jesus taught were about how God was coming to earth to restore what had been stolen what had been destroyed his kingdom All right, so so far we've prayed for help, we've prayed f- to avoid testing, we've prayed for forgiveness, we've prayed for bread. Where are we now in the Lord's Prayer? Look at it there in your Bible. What's next? God's kingdom here and now. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. As in heaven so on earth you see this is a larger plan it's devoid of selfishness it recognizes that God is King and everything that he does in the world and in my life is a result of him establishing his kingdom not about a preoccupa preoccupate. help me a preoccupation with my particular needs you see I was always taught that God was somewhat preoccupied with what I needed you know what I'm learning now is that I need to be more preoccupied with what he has described as his need his focus and something interesting happens when I get preoccupied with what he's preoccupied about those first three things help forgiveness and I want or I need or bless me, Lord, seem to all take care of themselves. You see, it's not an accident that Jesus said, okay, pray this way. That was intentional. But we've come in the back door, and we've missed that central to the gospel, central to praying any time, is not to begin with help, or forgiveness, or I need, but to begin with two other quite important things. God's kingdom here and now, and then the next part, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Let's talk more about God's kingdom here and now. When Jesus came to this earth, he enacted the kingdom of God. We are not waiting any longer to receive the kingdom. Jesus activated the kingdom when he came. Secondly, he demonstrated the kingdom. You say, I don't understand this kingdom stuff. I I don't get this word. We don't relate to it. We're not under a king. We don't live in a kingdom. Here in the United States, it's kind of foreign vernacular. So it's hard to relate to. All right, well, this will help. Simply look at Jesus. Whenever you are reading about Jesus, reading through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, watch Jesus. How did he live? How did he act? What did he say? What did he do? Was he stressed? Was Jesus ever stressed? Do you ever find Jesus praying, Lord, I'm just... Father, I, I'm having a difficult day today. You know, so-and-so cut me off with their camel when I was going up, when I was going into Galilee, and I am perturbed. I know I shouldn't have given him the bird, but I gave him the bird. Lord, I need to ask your forgiveness for that, Father. And Lord, I just, this anger management thing, it's getting the best of me. Do you ever find Jesus praying about something like that? <laughs> oh, but he was God. Excuse me. Excuse me, yes, he was God, but he laid down his divinity, took on the form of a servant, and became a human being, born, born of the Virgin Mary, flesh and blood. When he lived this sinless life that he lived, you see this brings a whole new meaning to take up your cross and follow me you see when Jesus said take up your cross and follow me he was not talking about stopping doing everything that's fun he was talking about putting the kingdom of God central in your thoughts and mind and focusing your life and your thoughts and your your desires and your dreams and your hopes on his kingdom, rather than on, I need, uh, please rescue me. Don't lead me into temptation. You know I'm bad with temptation, Lord. When, whenever there's a temptation, I go, I fall for it. <laughs> I used to live there. Lord, don't lead me into temptation. You know, sometimes I'd never get any further than that in my prayer. And sure enough, temptation would come that day, I'd swallow it hook, line, and sinker like a bass. <laughs> and the more I prayed, the more I loved the temptation. That was weird. The, more, the harder I prayed, Lord, forgive me and keep me from temptation, the more tempted I got and the more I enjoyed the temptation. <laughs> some, some of you are going... Lord your kingdom come may your will be done as in heaven on earth now that is not a prayer about the future that is a prayer right now for my daily life that is not a prayer to be filled fulfilled When I die, that's a prayer that's being fulfilled right now, every morning when I wake up and begin my day. God's kingdom, the way Jesus lived, the way he talked, the way he walked, the things he enjoyed, the fullness of joy, the love, the peace, the lack of stress, the victory in all of his relationships, except with the religious leaders, of course, who he rebuked. That's mine. That's the kingdom. And I live there. I start there. And so he says, look, you you are now here you got past the dining room and now you're walking through the hall. Up, you can see the entrance. You can see the entrance where I'm standing. You're getting your prayer right. So this is on earth as in heaven, not in heaven as in heaven. Oh, you're not listening to me. This is on earth as in heaven pray this he said pray this believe this start here now you're in the you're, you're almost to the front door where I'm standing to greet you I'm glad you at least made it into the mansion that's wonderful I love you I forgive you I bless you I'll meet your needs but thank God you've moved on from that to the things that really concern me which are my kingdom and my love and loving with another centered love like the Trinity does. And so it's on earth as in heaven, not in heaven as in heaven. This is not a prayer to take us to heaven. That's how I've always viewed this part of the Lord's prayer. Lord, take me to heaven. Lord, just keep me good enough here on earth that someday I'll be able, I'll be worthy enough to go to heaven. It has nothing to do with that. Nothing. He brought heaven to earth. And by the way, he left it here. When he left, when Jesus went to the right hand of the Father, when he was resurrected and rose again and went to the right hand of the Father, he left the kingdom here. And so he teaches us to pray. Begin your day. May your kingdom come. Lord, may your kingdom come. Lord, I just, I, I just thank you. Your kingdom is being expressed today in my marriage. Lord, I just thank you that your kingdom is being expressed at the office. You know how difficult this person is that I'm going to be around today. Lord, I just thank you that your kingdom is being expressed there. That you give me kingdom desires, kingdom words, loving, other-centered, no stress. Just I'm free of stress. Woo, glory. N.T. Wright says, and I quote, the whole message of the New Testament, the whole point of the mission and the message of Jesus, of his life, his death, his resurrection, is the coming together of heaven and earth, not their separation. Oh, come on. I believe I put that one in your handout. This is what Jesus was doing When he came to earth, he was bringing heaven on earth. That was his mission. And by the way, that's our mission. The purpose of the Lord's Prayer is to reveal the kingdom of God and how it works, not, first of all, a prayer to get our needs met. In fact, it's interesting, having our needs met is the natural outcome of the other, focusing on the kingdom coming in the right door in the first place honoring God and focusing on the kingdom is the key to getting the other three areas all met mm. alright let's deal with these last there's actually two honor may your name be honored our Father who art in heaven hallowed be hallowed be thy name or in other words the kingdom New Testament says May your name be honored. You know, that ought to be the focus of all prayer. You should never ask, never petition, never go in a particular direction in prayer that you are not absolutely certain, but that it will honor His name. Have you ever ventured across any of the passages in the book of Revelation? Have you ever tried to read the book of Revelation? I think I read it once. (laughs) I know you're looking at me like, you mean you don't study the book of Revelation? You've only read it once and you're not sure of that? That's right, I don't spend a lot of time there. I don't know, somehow beasts flying around with that are multi-winged and multi-headed and spears coming out of the Lord's mouth and fire and it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> you say, well, brother, don't you believe in the rapture? Absolutely. New Testament. Well, which kind of rapture are you? Are, 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 are you, are you pre trib or mid trib or post trib? Do you, do you believe we're going to go up first? I'm none of those. Does that help you? I'm not pre, I'm not mid, I'm not post. I'm can't lose. I'm can't lose trib whether we go before it all happens or we go after it's all wiped out and destroyed and he comes back I can't lose why? because I'm walking in his kingdom I'm living in his kingdom I'm living like he lived I'm not waiting to experience his kingdom when I get over there so I don't care what happens down here I'm going to keep enjoying and living and walking in and breathing and talking and sharing the kingdom of God here now on this earth to his glory, the glory of his name. And then we begin. We now, we're in the entrance and we're walking around. We're finally in the entrance of the mansion. And it's kind of like we've snuck up on this glorious figure and we're a little, we're little afraid to see who it is that invited us. We would have known had we come in the front door but now we're kinda sneaking around because of the glory that's around this person and we sneak around and we get get right about here and he looks down and he smiles, I mean with this incredible smile you have never seen before and a couple of the attendants and other people that are there in the hallway in the foyer say "Hell, good to see you Jeff And by the way meet the father that's his name Father, 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 my Father, my Father, hallowed be thy name. That's where you begin your prayer time. In fact, you might might not get out of that. You, You might get so filled and fed and thoroughly replenished and full on your knees, hallowing His name, enjoying the fact that He's smiling at you, embracing you despite what we've done, despite what we act like. He embraces you, hugs you, pulls you up and says, oh, I'm so glad you made it, I was waiting for you. You might not even be hungry anymore. That sin that you were so preoccupied with, you forgot that, it's under the blood. He forgot it. He wasn't even thinking about it. Jesus' blood removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. By the way, when you spend all that time telling God your sins, do you know what he says? What? Because he can't remember them. The Bible says he remembers our sin no more. So all of this stuff you do when you're repenting and reminding God of all the stuff you've done, he has to kind of go back through the annals and think about it a moment. What? what I, I Sorry, I don't remember that. I washed it in the blood of my son a couple thousand years ago. I'm sorry, could, could we just move past that? <laughs> Hi, I'm your father. That's how prayer begins. That's how every time of prayer begins. You never start with help. Forgive me. I need. You always start with father. Man, it's good to see you. You're incredible. What a name. Heard last week in church that one of one of Bill Jacobs cancerous growths just disappeared. <laughs> That's really cool, father. <laughs> wow. If you would do that for Bill Jacobs, rotten as he is. <laughs> look what you will do for me. <laughs> Our father, we've now finally we're finally now in the front door. Here we're looking at the face of God. He's introduced as father. So how do, we, how do we pray this? H- how do we pray the kingdom? How? God made you and, you and me to reflect his kingdom. To reflect his image. In your prayers, always think more about who he is and who he made you. Let your prayers come out of that. Rather than where you've been, where you've failed, what you did wrong, the scriptures you can't remember... the good news is that the living God is indeed establishing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven through the finished work of Jesus and he's inviting people of all sorts to share not only in the benefits of his kingdom but also in the work through which it will come to its ultimate completion when Jesus bodily returns to this earth and receives to himself all the dead in Christ will rise first And those who are still alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So how do you pray the kingdom? Well, first of all, you start in his loving embrace. That's number one. Start in his loving embrace. Number two. Pray in the order of God's priorities, not yours. And number three, give the Lord something to respond to. Rather than, I need, rescue me, please forgive this sin. How about, Lord, you know my next-door neighbor... They came over yesterday and happened to share with me how that they lost their job and they won't be able to pay their rent this month. God, thank you for making me part of a kingdom answer to help them. And in that, he says, woo! Yeah, that, that's the kingdom when you begin to share my love, when you begin to share how I've included everyone, whether or not they believe in me yet or not, I've invited everyone to my mansion to come experience the kingdom. So when you start responding and sharing his other-centered love with other people, you might hear something like this. You know that $200 I blessed you with a week ago that you've been asking me what to do with and where, where, where you should spend it, why don't you take it over to Mary, your neighbor? And after you help her get up off the floor, and she asks you, I can't, or says, I can't, no, I can't, I can't do this. Here's what you say. Well, I, I just want you to know how much God loves you and that this is the way Jesus acts he just loves people and so he he told me to come do this on his behalf because he's here right now and I'm his hands and this is his money so he told me to bless you you wanna see some people accept Jesus as Savior you wanna see you wanna see the church of Jesus grow You want to see our community reached? Let's start living and walking and breathing in the kingdom of other-centered love. Would you stand with me?